Now, you've heard me talk about this several times, but I want to just really break it down, get really detailed on the whole concept of your thoughts creating your results. We're going to be talking about that this week on episode 192 of The Relaxed Mail. This is The Relaxed Mail, a show that comes to you each week helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host certified coach Brian Goodwin as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to the Relaxed Mail. I am your host Brian and I am a certified men's coach that assists men who are just neck deep in the suffering of their life. Men who are going through things along the lines like divorce or just day-to-day struggles. Life can come at us fast and sometimes we just gotta, we become so darn overwhelmed that we don't know what to do. And I help these men. I help you get out of the root of your suffering, help you step back into your masculinity and learn how to relax so that you can enjoy life on your terms. And each week we, what we do is we're, we step back and we look and take a look and see what changes we can actually make things that are that are affecting me things that i have problems with things that other men in the group have problems with and we talk we sit down we talk about it and hash it out and get to uh to a point that we can fully understand and that's what we're doing this week was we're talking about uh how our thoughts actually create our results and before we actually jump into that i want to say thank you very much for taking the time to listen uh, the blog itself, it's growing. It's, we're getting more, more viewers and readers showing up there. We're also getting more listeners. I think, uh, the, uh, school year is finally over and people are starting to get back into podcast listening. And that is just a wonderful thing to know, wonderful thing to see and just to be able to see a, a little uptick on on the number of listeners is showing me that I'm at least not driving people away. But I, I know that we're doing something right because we've already got more downloads now than we did in July. So we're we're plowing, coming through from that little that little bit of a dip. And I'll I'll admit, boy, that dip was a little uh, <laughs> a little a little worrisome. And I was like, because uh, at first it looked like we were on we were on the route to to pass it, and then all of a sudden it just kind of went. <laughs> and just kind of coasted for a moment. And oh, so, uh, one of the worst things a, a podcast could ever do is actually sit down and just watch their, res- look at their stats on a daily basis. And I, I actually used to do that. I, I haven't done, really sat down and looked at on a daily basis in at least a year. I'm now down to where I, it's every week. I'll look through the stats as I'm uploading my latest show and, or whenever I'm getting a new show ready, I'll actually come along and, and grab a, you know, whatever's, whatever's, uh, going to be, uh, going to be talked about and throwing it up on the site, making sure all the show notes are lined out and, and things like that. And so, yeah, I get to look at the, uh, site, uh, at the stats and see that, uh, we might be on the, uh, on scope to actually, you know, match pretty close to what June was. June still wasn't our best. May was our best. I mean, we almost, we best year or best month we've had as of, uh, as the show so far. 
But anyhow, let's en- enough of the uh, behind the scenes stuff. What are you actually here for? It's not to me for me talking about my podcast that. So, all right, man. I want to go on ahead and let's get started. Let's get talking about why you need to pay attention to what your thoughts are. Why your thoughts and how you are posing them is what's either allowing you to find the success you're having or you're finding yourself in the hole that you're in. The reason why you are not getting where you want to be, why you are not completing the the tasks that you want done. Maybe you are trying to get a business going and it's just not working. Why is that? What are you breaking? What is it that's happening inside your head that's keeping you from actually making the steps needed to accomplish that? Why are your dreams not becoming reality? Why do you, why do you have these different types of issues? And a lot of them center around the way we think because our thoughts, as, a, as the title says, our thoughts do create our results. So if you're having trouble getting clients, what is it about getting clients that's actually causing a problem with you? Or if you're trying to stay positive for your for your children, but your wife has said something, maybe she called you a, a fat oaf who's terrible in bed. Why is that bothering you so much? And a lot of guys will actually, they'll come up with an excuse on that. And it's like, oh, well, because it's not true. No, actually, I'm going to disagree because what's actually happening is I actually believe you're agreeing with them to a point. You see the evidence that, yeah, you may be fat. Now, it may be that you're the fat oaf part isn't, but there's a little bit of it in there. It may be the fat part of you're a fat oaf who can't make doesn't make love in bed very well you're terrible in bed because you believe in that that's why that's where you're you're agreeing and that's why you start feeling bad and when you start feeling bad you're going to start make taking actions that attribute to that you start feeling bad you're feeling you know a little depressed a little down in in the mouth stuff like that so what do you do well you probably go grab a beer sit down and drink a beer. Honestly. Yeah. It's, it's nice to enjoy a beer from time to time, but when you sit down and you drink a, even just a six pack, but a 12 pack or a case of beer a night, that's like sitting down and drinking a case of Cokes a night. It's just nothing but empty calories. You're throwing in, you know, a thousand, 2000 extra calories in your, down your gullet so that you can actually get drunk. So you wonder why you are fat. Well, it's because you allow yourself to agree with your wife and that you're going to, uh, since you agree in that your, our mind is a lack of computer is a lack of computer that said that's so weird. <laughs> but anyhow, our brain is a lot like a computer. And because of that, when the things we tell ourselves, our brain instantly decides, okay, this is what he wants to know. This is what's important. So if you're agreeing with your wife, whether uh, on purpose, uh, intentionally or unintentionally, your brain's going, okay, why is your, your fat, your fat, your fat? Well, here's a reason you're fat. Here's another reason you're fat. This is how we can become even more fatter. And it doesn't mean it doesn't give you anything of benefit. It's just going to reaffirm everything you just told yourself. You're a fat oaf. Well, you, okay, here's why you're dumb, stupid, and ugly. All right. And, uh, terrible in bed. This is because this is why you're terrible in bed. It's, and you start getting into the real, real hard things that 
are not true, but you want to deem them true. So you're going to look at it and go, well, it's because you have a real small Peter. All right. Your dangling is nowhere near the two and a half feet in, in length and seven, 17 inches in girth that it, that your wife wants. I hope God to hope she doesn't want something like that, but you know, you don't have this, this, you know, horse dong knocking them against your knees. You have got regular size dingling. All right. So you're, you're going to have those problems. I used to think that I used to have issues with what I thought was my size until I found a site that actually told you how to properly measure and come to find out. Yeah. No, that's what everything I've ever always said. I'm average. I'm a, I'm the average length and width and, uh, and all that. And, and yeah, I would love to be able to last longer in bed, but you know, that takes, that takes practice. And I really just haven't done the practice. You've got the same things. You could look at it as, yeah, okay. So what? I'm a little, I may, you know, I may not be as, what is that, uh, that audio meme that's out there. It's like, I'm, I'm not the best looking man. I'm not the most wonderful chef. I'm not the highest earner, but I've got the world's most okayest wiener, you know? <laughs> and so you could have these things, but your thoughts are what create your results because your thoughts are going to be centered around whatever that circumstance is. So why are your dreams not becoming reality? Well, your dreams aren't becoming reality because you have decided that they're not worth taking, turning into a reality. Yeah, it would be really nice. It'd be awesome. But you know what how type of work that has to be? You know what you're, you've actually got to get up kind of early. I mean, who wants to do that? I've worked until, you know, two o'clock in the morning and I'll, I'm, you know, I got to get up at eight and be able to go to get my, not even get up at eight. I have to get up at six so that I can get, you know, get two hours of work for my business, my own dreams taken care of. A lot of people actually think along those lines. Oh, that's, it's just not worth me doing that type of work. It's just not worth it. Says who? Why do you think it's not worth it? Because when you start having those thoughts of whether something is worth it, something is not worth it, something could be worth it, or you change your thoughts to this is my calling, you're going to find that you have a lot more energy. You have a lot more purpose. You're going to actually start working yourself to a, to that intentional end. All because again, you have programmed your brain to think, Hey, this is what's important. Getting, you know, 10 clients by the end of the year. That's what I want to do. What, how do we do this? How do we do this? And you have to start incorporating, like asking important, powerful questions. That's all part of the actions that help to go to your results because you have to have the thought of, I'm going to say, have 10 clients by the end of the year, not, it would be nice to have 10 clients, or I wish I had 10 clients. You have to have the thought of I am. And when you say that, your brain's going to, you know, completely wig out and go, Oh, whoa, easy there, hombre. You're, you get 10 clients. That's, a, you know, how many clients that is? That's 10. That's 10 old clients. You want 10 clients? Come on, man. You don't even have one right now. And it will talk you down to, you know, it, yeah, let's, why don't we just go with it's nice. 
to have 10 clients. It would be pleasant. Or maybe one day I'll have 10. You know, it, your brain will want to try to mush that down. It'll start having very unintentional thoughts unless you, when you notice that you have those unintentional thoughts, you stop and you go, no, I am going to have those 10 freaking clients by the end of the year. And eventually your brain's going to go, <laughs> we'll get the hint and go, all right, well, fine. I guess we're going to do this 10 client thing. I mean, you know how much work this is going to be. You know how much energy we're going to, and it will. And that's what it worries about. You know, how hard is this going to be? How much energy are we going to burn? This is not going to be fun. The motivational triad. Is it easy? Is it pleasurable? And is it, you know, is it repeatable, uh, efficient or how, uh, yeah, how easy, uh, pleasurable and, and efficient can we do it? Well, if you're learning how to do it, you're not going to be very efficient at it. You're going to screw up time and time and time and time again. And a great example, and I posted this, uh, his video up, uh, oh, several weeks ago, but Kevin Smith earlier this year, Kevin Smith had, uh, essentially a breakdown. He had a, a mental crisis crop up. And if you don't know who uh, Kevin Smith is, he is a director. He's also done some acting and best known as being silent Bob in the viewisk universe. So he also directed the uh, things like clerks and mall rats and dogma and all those, anything you see silent Bob in 99.99% it's been done by directed by Kevin Smith. So, but Kevin Smith has always been known as being a fairly large guy. And until about, yeah, back, back in, uh, 2008, after the perceived flop and Kevin looking and seeing a lot of the negative press for the video, for the movie that he made, which was Zach and Mary make a porno, Kevin Smith, actually, he took up, uh, took up, smoking pot and he became not just a you know i'm gonna just smoke a doobie here and there or have a blunt here and there it was wake and bake boom he was essentially had gone from not being a stoned guy he didn't like drinking alcohol all that much he smoked cigarettes but he didn't uh didn't drink alcohol that much to wow here's pot all right we're gonna i'm i'm in a in a purple haze for the rest of the day all day long until I go to bed and wake up and I'm, I started again. And if you know anything about Kevin Smith's life, he was, he talks about a, you know, from time to he's mentioned before that he's had a, he had teachers that would comment about his, about his weight. And he always called himself, you know, fatty, fat, fatty, fatty, and always these, you know, self-demeaning terms. And whenever he had had these, these thoughts, he started to actually, he was agreeing with like the teachers that would look at him, have a look at disgust, shake their head or say, you know, say something rude or uncalled for towards his, towards his, uh, towards him when he was younger. And because of this, he does have a, have the problem of being overweight. He held onto that. He's like, well, I'm just a fat slob. I'm going to do it. And so he, you know, he drank. I think he said that before he had his heart attack, I believe he said he had was up to, he drank like two gallons of milk a day. 
which, okay, there's, he, he brought in a lot of sweets. He had, and then the whole, his whole life was about how he viewed himself as fat. And he kept that up until he had his heart attack. Now, again, even after the heart attack, he stayed being a wake and baker. And I'm going to get into why he actually, he explains why he did the wake, was a wake and baker. And I was actually kind of correct in what I thought the issue was. And I really kind of hoped that one day he would stop with the continuous pot use because like most, uh, most folks kind of like the, the family guy episode where Peter and, and Lois start using marijuana and they think they're really great singers and come to find out they're just <laughs> yelling into the microphone. Like, ah, ah. They actually weren't no, they weren't anywhere near as good as they wanted to think they were. And that's kind of what Kevin Smith's whole, you know, set of movies during after 2008 on went into really, I mean, you had, uh, what was it? Uh, not red. So after Zach and Mary make a porno, which is in 2008, he really went downhill and he started, that's when he started doing the, 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 the heavy pot use. And so out came, you know, cop out, which is a movie that he was not proud of. He didn't actually write it. He just directed it. Uh, and, uh, then red state, which was, you know, a, a good movie had Michael parks in it. Great, uh, great movie to, a, to a way, but very different from what Kevin Smith was used to. Uh, then from red state, you had tusks and yoga, yoga hosers. And then he kind of just directed him, directed himself down into TV series. From there, he, you know, he did a couple others. He's directed, you know, Jay and Silent Bob reboot and then Clerks three, which came out last year. But the, the whole issue that he had with his weight culminated until to about, I think it's been 10 years. I think it's 2012 that he had, well, let me look here. Let me, I'll look it up real fast. Okay. No, I was, I was wrong. Not 10. It was only, it's only been five years ago that Kevin Smith had a, uh, had a heart attack while he was doing a, doing a show. And from there, he changed what his thoughts were. He had, he eventually, he actually had a reason as to why he wanted to lose the weight because beforehand his reason why was because, well, everybody thinks I'm fat. So I might as well be fat. Now he may have not have actually had that specific thought. He may have, I don't know. I'm not inside Kevin's head, but he had a thought that's evident through his actions that something to that effect was, was playing through his mind that I'm fat. I'm just going to be fat and I'm just going to make fun of the fact that I'm fat and I, and, and all the, and all the stuff he wore, you know, didn't wear, ever wear pants. He wore long shorts and he would wear a coat and all that, but that's the, that's the worst of it. But when he had that heart attack back on, I think it was February, February 25th, I think is what they said. Yeah, February 25th. He had a heart attack and he then changed his why. He had a very solid, strong reason as to why he was going to lose that weight. And he did. He lost that weight 
fast too. And that's what it can happen with you. If you're an overweight man, guess what? You can lose the weight. You just have to decide, I want to lose this weight. That's why people who have, uh, have all of a sudden get diagnosed with lung cancer never pick up another cigarette again. It's not because nicotine is, is addictive. It's not because food is addictive. There is no actual addictive molecule in anything. Addiction is just a mindset. Addiction is just you saying, I have to have this in my life. And the same thing comes along with, I, if I get off of this, I'm going to have to suffer through the, the withdrawals. No, actually, you don't have to. You choose to because you've told yourself, Oh, I'm going to come, I'm going to get off of cigarettes. I'm going to be a cranky son of a bitch. And I'm just, things are going to be horrible. And so what happens? You become a cranky son of a bitch and everything is horrible because you've decided you already programmed your mind saying, dude, I am going to get old. I'm going to quit this smoking and it's going to be a fight. It's going to be white knuckled. It's going to be, I'm going to be miserable. People around me are going to be miserable. Everything's going to be miserable. I'm going to hate my life and I'm going to probably have to spike to keep off cigarettes for the rest of my life. And people who are, who are alcoholics think the same thing. Oh, I'm going, you know, I've got the, I'm going to be a, an alcoholic for the rest of my life. That is one way to look at it, but it's not the full story. Kevin Smith also, like I said, awaken baker. From about 2008, he was maybe 2010, anyhow, about that area, about that time, he decided, I am going to just start having smoked pot because he had got hit with so many crappy reviews on a, on Zach and Mary make porno that marijuana just kind of really fit the, uh, fit the bill. And so he went, the perceived stoner who wasn't a stoner became the stoner. And because he is, he got to see him like that. And one of the things you notice about Kev is that whenever he was out on stage, he was this big, huge, larger than life. All I mean, just, he would talk your ear off if you gave him the chance, he would just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. But he was, his whole personality was this big, huge, you know, beautiful being of just fun, laughing. He knew he, people approved of him when he, you know, when he made people laugh. He made people feel good about him or he felt good about himself when he was able to get people to respond to his bigger than life persona. Part of that bigger than life persona became, Hey, I'm a stoner. That's a bigger than life. And, and it be, he's at another level. And he had that until the beginning of this year. And that is when he had a, a crisis, a mental crisis. Not that he was thinking of suicide, but all of a sudden he realized somewhere along the way that he had two Kevin Smiths. There was the bigger than life Kevin Smith. There was the normal Kevin Smith. And as long as from time to time he'd wake up and he could see, hey, there's my, there's normal Kevin Smith. He's still hanging out there. We're good. But he said that one day he woke up and normal Kevin Smith wasn't there and it scared him. He didn't, he couldn't. He couldn't feel himself anymore. And so he went into, went into psychiatric treatment and got the help and learned about a lot more of the, of the problems that he ended up facing himself with and all the stories that he was telling himself and how he was hiding from the emotions that he was feeling. He was using marijuana to hide 
from the emotions that he need, wanted and wanted needed to feel and wanted to feel, but because those a lot of those emotions don't f- technically feel all that pleasant, he would hide away from it. He would light up a blunt, smoke uh, smoke joint, you know, take a drag off a bowl, whatever it was that he was doing. You know, as you could tell by my my phraseology, I'm I, I'm do a lot of a lot of that doobie smoking. Well, no, <laughs> I haven't actually. <laughs> I haven't actually smoked a, uh, <laughs> a, a any marijuana in since two thousand six. I think is what it was, two thousand five or so. No, because two thousand it had been two thousand three actually. Because I was I wasn't here and uh, wasn't in Oklahoma yet. So it'd been 2003, 2004. It's been a long while. So, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't a pothead even then, but immediately he cut himself off from marijuana again, because he had his why his thoughts created his results. His thoughts were, I am going to die. If I don't lose weight, boom, lost that weight, man. If you want to be able to lose weight, You've got to be able to change your thoughts about what weight means to you, what food means to you. Food right now, sadly, and there's part of me that disagrees with this, but I more of me that still agrees. So I'm still doing a lot of thought work around it. So yeah, I run the same problem. I am, I'm 275 pounds right now. I am 65 pounds heavier after getting, uh, getting back into the truck. I am, I'm not 75 pounds. I am. 10 pounds heavier than what I was whenever I first got, uh, got out of the truck. And while I was out of the truck, I'll get my, I'll get my phrases right. Cause I know I got out of the truck. I was 265. Whenever I was here, by the time I got done and was about to climb back into the truck, I was lost another 10 pounds. I was 255. Now I'm back up to 275. I've got to change my ways. I, and part of it, I cannot sit there and look at myself and go, well, if I could lose my weight, I'm going to be a better person because that's not going to work. You're going, you have, you can't fix yourself by changing something. You have to change your thoughts about whatever it is that you're wanting to change. I want to be able to live longer. <laughs> so I know I, I want to lose weight. I want to have a healthier life, but to be able to do that, I've got to make, you know, I've got to make certain changes and I've got to, and I don't have my why hammered down yet. And I'm, that's stuff that I'm working on. I am working on losing weight. I, that's one of the four pillars I don't, I am very weak on. If you have any thought, any idea about the four pillars, we have the man's mind, the man's body, the man's soul, and the man's community. Man's community for me, pretty good. I've got a, a group of guys that I talk with on a very regular basis. But my body, yeah, I'm, I, I need to reinforce that. I need to work on that. And I, I keep hearing my excuses as to why I can't because I'm in a truck now. And, and I was doing a lot more walking whenever I was out of the truck. But again, I'm in the truck. That's just the circumstance is I can, I can either accept that circumstance or I can make excuses with that circumstance. And that's what I'm, that's the thought work that I'm doing as of right now. But if you want to lose weight, you have to look at your why. Get your why na- nailed down. Get your why in place because that why is going to keep override your motivational triad to seek pleasure, to, uh, to 
Oh, good God, my <laughs> brain just died. Yeah, seek pleasure, avoid pain, and uh, be as efficient as possible or conserve energy. So minimize all uh, the effort that you have are, is what the uh, motivational triad is. And that is that is a, a, a tricky thing to do, but but powerful. When you have that why, when you have your why nailed down, you're going to override that seek pleasure. You don't give a rat's behind about pleasure because you know that when you reach your goal, reach whatever your dream is, that your life is going to be even more pleasurable. You know it's going to be worth it. If you have your why, the pain of uh, discomfort of learning something new you're going to be all right because you're going to get smarter. It's going to get easier down the road. And because it's so new, you have no play, no problem with the, Hey, it's a new experience. This is an adventure. You're willing to go on that adventure. The same as what Kevin Smith did. He over, he overrode that motivational triad. He ran with that motivational triad for so long. He had so many unintentional thoughts that kept him overweight, kept him stoned. All the time. And much like you, those problems that you have that you think you can't avoid and that you're avoid, you've been, you don't even know why you're avoiding those emotions. But because you are, and you have the, when you start actually contemplating and focusing and paying attention to what your thoughts are, you can see, oh, that's why I'm overweight. That's why I will not get off this couch. This is why I would rather sit on the couch than see if I can make $10,000 in a week. We all talk about, hey, it'd be awesome to make $10,000 a week or even $10,000 in a month. Be awesome if we could do that. Yet no one really tries because you have to change your thoughts. Your thoughts might be, it's impossible. You have, you're automatically defeated if that's your thought. You're never going to make $10,000 a month if you have the thought of, that's impossible. You're never going to get off the couch and lose the weight if you think, I'm just a fat blob. You're never going to become a better husband or a better boyfriend if you just say, well, that's just how I am. Those hold you back. Those keep you from being the man that you need to be. If you want help short to, taking a shortcut and start losing the weight that you want and have somebody actually call you out on your BS, because that's a lot, that's a, what a lot of coaches actually do. We call out your BS. We help you change your line of thinking. Reach out to me. Get a hold of me. You can do, go by, go to relaxmail.com forward slash contact. You can actually contact me that way. You can shoot me an email, Brian with a Y at relaxmail.com. Ask a question. And if you want to, you can also go to relaxmail.com forward slash coaching, fill out the form, set up a time, and we will have a discussion, you and me, nose to nose, well, screen to screen. <laughs> and we can look at what's actually troubling you, what's actually keeping you from the success you want, what's, why that dream just won't come back to life. We'll look at those and we can decide, hey, man, this is going to be a good thing. I, th- I, I know you've got a chance. I know you have the ability to step up and step out and to just clean house with that particular idea. The only issue is, is you've also got to believe it. And that's what I do. I help coach you into believing 
your own true life. Believe what's actually possible for you. Believe that you actually are destined for greatness. Yeah, you sitting on the couch, listening to this on headphones, going, yeah, whatever, dude. No, dude, seriously, you can. You, stuck in traffic right now, you can actually have a great life. You can have and keep your wife if you want, but you have to make some major changes to who you are. You have to start working on those four pillars. You have to start paying attention to the BS that you tell yourself. When you start doing that, you're going to suddenly start finding your wife is paying attention to you a little bit more. All of a sudden, you're going to realize, you know what? Sex really, or not sex, but porn just really isn't doing anything for me. And you can actually just leave the whole porn stuff alone and not worry about it. Instead of going, huh, Sunday morning, no one's up. Let's watch a couple of movies real quick. Now, all of a sudden, you lay off the porn and you start noticing your wife has actually still got a little bit of a twinkle in her eye for you. She actually kind of flirts with you from time to time. How did you not ever notice that before? Well, that's because you've been having all your 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 sexual energy drained because of a porn show, porn clip. Taking that stuff out of your out of the line, all of a sudden you start having better thoughts. You get rid of the crappy thoughts. It's like a lot like food. You stop putting the bad food in, you start having better results. Stop having the bad thoughts and you start having different results. Your thoughts create your results. Reach out to me. Let's see how we can work together. I'd love to be able to help you. If anything in this show actually resonated with you, it was singing in your soul, why don't you share this with somebody else? Share this with a friend who is struggling also. Share this out with your your social media followers share it on Facebook and Instagram and threads and all the other places. We have a, a share button right there on your podcast app of choice. Hit that share, share it out to all of them. You can share the same thing multiple times on different platforms. You're actually, that's actually allowed. And I would recommend you do so. If you like the show and you want to want to help out, that's the best way to do it. Just let those around you, let your brothers in arms, know that you've actually got this wonderful podcast that you listen to called relaxed mail and that it does some massive changes in your life and they're good changes and people are going to start asking you well how did you upgrade yourself like you did what's different why are you carrying yourself differently well because i've got coaching from brian goodwin and i've also listened to relaxed mail these are things that you can do You can help your fellow men, your fellow brothers to have a greater day, a greater life, a greater marriage, a greater, you know, chance at, at all that's great and wonderful about the world. You want help with that? Reach out to me. You want to help your brothers? Share the, share the podcast out. So guys, with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to y'all next week. Till then, 